ましたこれが体重の差なのかどうきあこれはくるか後藤あパイチそして場外 Hello everyone and welcome to the Never Open Podcast The podcast open to everyone Especially the Melbourne Storm They're my rugby team on the grand final Yay And, uh, I am your host, Luke, and with me, as always, is my co host, Mr. Andy, the producer extraordinaire. Say hello, Mr. Andy. I am, yes, I am a producer of bad things,、uh, typically. However, Never Open Pod is not one of those bad things, and I'm in no way stressed out. I'm re- I am relaxed. I'm ready to talk about New Japan. And, Luke, we only got one show to talk about, so it's going to be a quick one today. Yeah,、uh, we're covering the. What was it? The Power Struggle Road Show? The Road to Power Struggle? All roads lead to Power Struggle Rome? That's what we're covering. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the show from、uh, last Friday night. It is just one show. It's kind of,、uh, it feels kind of nice、uh, after all the、uh, intensity of the, the G1 climax to only cover, yeah, <laughs> one show. And it's weird too because, like, we're all getting a break from watching、uh, Japanese wrestling on, well, on New Japan. But、uh, the boys aren't getting a break. They're, they're, they're doing a whole bunch of, like,、uh, Road to Power Struggle house shows and stuff. But、uh, I guess we got the important one because they had a title match. Yeah, and it was fucking great. I can't wait to talk about it. But you're right. It's interesting. You know, this is one of those times that, you mentioned, as you've mentioned before, if you look at New Japan NJPW 1972, you look at the results there. It doesn't match up what's on, what's on、uh, New Japan World because they only show the televised events. But、uh, where can folks find us, Luke? <laughs> I cut you off. I'm sorry. I screwed up your intro, and it's because of my production of bad shit. So that's right. <laughs> Well, I already had it in my notes to call you the producer extraordinaire. So it's not a, a rib, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> but,、uh, <laughs> but yes,、uh, if, if you can hear this, listeners, and I'm assuming you don't have us on mute because that would be weird,、uh, we're not as crackly, which is really nice. So we're going to power through this in、For、hopes、now. that、uh, we don't get crackly. So, where can people contact us? Well, they can contact us on the Tweety. At never open pod, or they can contact me direct at grumpy2eb, or they can contact Mr. Andy direct at Drucifer Tweets. And as always, if you really, really want to get in contact with us, it's、uh, neveropenpod at gmail.com for emails and shit. And、uh, I swear a lot,、uh, I. It took, a, took what, a million episodes for me last week to just go,、uh, hello, everyone. I swear a lot. Just be aware of that. We, we, had, the, we had the explicit tag. It's fine. You know, we're,、right, cool. we're rated R version of, po- of、uh, podcasting, so it's fine. If they don't know, it, you know, if they stumbled upon us accidentally, well, welcome, but also, fuck off. Studies like to tell me that、uh, people who swear a lot are really smart. But、uh, I don't read those studies because they're boring. <laughs> <laughs> And we have、uh, the return of、uh, you know, our match recommends and all that stuff, which we'll get to at the end of the episode. But、uh, before we jump into Road to Power Struggle at Corican Hall, do we have any,、uh, any tweeties by Mr. Kojima? We do.、Um, this is an interesting one today. 
it's a little different than the typical tweet from um, from Kojima. However, it's the same as all of his tweets as well. And if you don't know, uh, we love Kojima. And, um, you know, it's one of those guys that we just love in wrestling. He's a blast, and we follow him on Twitter. You should, too. He's at Cozy underscore Lariat. I always forget to put that out there. And, um, you know, we're just mesmerized by the things he says and does. And this week, his tweet is mostly a visual tweet. However, I'm going to describe it to you in detail. So here it is. It's the Kojima tweet of the week. Lucky today, male, white, X. It's the third birthday of T. I have celebrated ahead of schedule. She is timid, but she is kind and nice. Congrats, balloon emoji, you, X, you, flower emoji. Now, what do you think he's talking about, Luke? Any ideas? Um, no. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I wouldn't know either. Uh, accompanying this tweet are three photos. The first photo is of Kojima sitting at a table, which looks like it's in a restaurant, um, with three plates in front of him and his two dogs, which are sitting on, on, on stools next to him. Um, I am not an expert on dogs. However, they are very small and look like they could be part chihuahua. Um, then there's a close-up of them looking at their food and patiently waiting, and they have candles that are lit. Um, so, And then there's a picture of all three of them eating, and it's because his dogs, it's one of their birthday or both? We're not sure, but happy birthday to Mr. Brad's dog. I'm glad it was about a dog or something. I was like, is he tweeting at some woman that he likes? He's like really timid and stuff? Like, that's not, that's, that's weird. It, it, I, it almost sounded I, and Mr. Andy did not send me the link to this tweet, so he's not only describing the photos to you, dear listeners, uh, he's describing them to me too. So I'm also sitting there going, what the fuck is he talking? What? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that's, that's amazingly adorable. Uh, I, I love him. And there's only one little tiny, teeny nitpick I want to make. Mm-mm. About the show is uh, I miss some of the dads. Uh, I would include Mr. Kojima in that, Kojima, um, uh, Nagata, uh, some of those guys, because uh, they haven't come back yet. So Tiger Mask! Where is, yeah, Tiger, where is Tiger Mask? Mask. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about Tiger Mask later in a different iteration. That's a little tease for you. That's what you call that in the biz. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Let's get into Road to Power Struggle at Corrigan Hall. And uh, I did say there was only one little nitpick, but look, I do like these two <laughs> dudes. I do. I really do. But I feel like I've seen a bajillion, gadillion, quantillion matches of these two guys recently. And here we go. Here's another one. It's uh, Yoda Suji versus Yuya Uramura. Uh, yeah, we need more young lions. Uh, I am, look, no disrespect to both both dudes. They always work hard. They always, you know, give it, give it their all and, and, uh, do their best to entertain everyone. All that kind of jazz. But yeah, uh, double arm suplex and Yuya Uramura wins. I'm not sure what else to say about these matches still. <laughs> well, uh, I got a couple yeah. of things to add. One right. is that you forgot to mention 
that the king of pro wrestling himself is pictured on commentary to start the show, and he's there throughout, and he said some funny shit. Toriyanu is on commentary, so that's exciting. And then the other thing, too, is that you know, this arm drag deal that Yuyamura hit in that awesome match versus Suji, they kind of tried to redo that in this one. It didn't work as well. It wasn't as exciting. However, and having an arm drag as part of your finishing sequence is fucking cool. I like that. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I guess, look, I think both, both, both lads are fucking exhausted still. <laughs> still haven't had their break. Usually they'd all have a break about now, but there's no rest for the wicked in New Japan this year because uh, the G1 happened late and they've got to build the shit that's coming up. So, <laughs> oh, man, they, they're all working hard. But uh, C-block forever. Yeah. I did I did tweet out to Mr. Finley, like, hey, is uh, Yoda Suji getting his bloody thumbs up trophy? I didn't say it like that, but uh, he said uh, working on it. So that's yeah. pretty cool. And we have our second match here, which is Gabriel Kidd and Kazuchika Okada versus uh, the Great Okan and Butt Dumpling. Uh, <laughs> their group has a name. Um, uh, until my team won the grand final, I was going to say their open podcast is open to everyone except that team name. And, uh, you know, but uh, we won the grand final, so I'm very happy. <laughs> Well, or, or I would have said, fuck the Penrith Panthers, but uh, I don't have to because we won. All right, so, uh, yeah, this is not a match. I, like, the first match, I've got nothing to say because, like, I've, I've already covered a million of those two young line gentlemen. And this match, I don't really take notes for uh, ass faces matches. So, uh, But I will say I did kind of like uh, the Great Khan in this. He does a nice-looking reverse brain buster on Gabriel Kidd. And then uh, there was some other mood, apparently, according to my notes, instead of move. And uh, he pins Gabriel Kidd, which is, uh, well, no surprise there. <laughs> I had no idea. You know, I, I, one of the things that's funny about this match is, is that you hear Fuckhead's music, and it's like this 90s fart rock song, you know. And, uh, and, and here comes the Okan waving his arms and acting all crazy. And it's just, I know that we see this kind of thing all the time in New Japan, where there's like guys that don't really seem like they should go together coming out to one of their music. We see that all the time in tag matches. However, here it really sticks out like a sore thumb and it's very strange. Um, what did you think of that? His like kind of waving arms and everything. And were you surprised, Luke, when he removed that towel with a question mark to reveal that he was in fact... The Great Ocon. Uh, I was a little shocked by that, actually. Uh, I, was, I was hoping against hope it would be uh, another wrestler I didn't like. Just lump all the, the the dickheads I don't like into one group so I can just boo the shit out of them. Go to. But <laughs> that's you, dude. But, uh, oh, well, I just think he's okay. Uh, it's like he's got a different theme stuck in his head as he's coming out. Uh, maybe he's think he's listening to some different music in his in his brain. Maybe he's got the soundtrack to Mr. Vampire in his head. <laughs> uh, we you never know. Uh, someone on on the Tweety, uh, I think it's uh, Fenrir, was saying uh, 
hey, this this gimmick looks like something out of Mr. Vampire. And I'm like, uh, yeah, that's that's what mm, it is. Interesting. So. Somebody's, somebody's a little too smart for their britches, I think, with that tweet. But uh, I could be wrong. What a fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will, tell, I will say the great Okan bumped around like a fucking maniac, and which he should do for Okada. And he also yep. is using the Iron Claw and an Iron Claw Slam, which I'm all about that. So I, I like the Iron Claw. We like him, uh, but not necessarily the rest of the Blackballers, which is, what I think, what we're going to officially dub that That's team. That's right, the Blackballers. Fuck them. Yeah. All right. Oh, on to matches I've got fucking notes for. Awesome. It's uh, Bushi, Hiromi Takahashi, and Shingo Takagi. Uh, previous episode, I called him Takagi Shingo. But uh, that's how they announce him in, in Japan because they do the, you know, the names in the other order. Whatever, that's what I did, and <laughs> and uh, you know, no take backsies, I guess. Okay. And they're fighting uh, Suzuki Goon, which is uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, El Desperado, and Minaro Suzuki. I thought it was a super fun match, and I'm so happy to watch Lij tags again. Yeah, man. Yeah, because look, that they are the best at them and I think it's definitely because they're a smaller group so they, they wrestle together a lot more than uh, uh, a lot of the other groups do because they're all bigger and so they mix and match a lot more and uh, I do like this pop-up looking Death Valley driver that Shingo does on Kanemaru I love Death Valley drivers uh, I just yeah I just love those <laughs> and there's great preview stuff here for uh, Suzuki and Shingo because they're going to have another match on November 7th. And then there's some teasers of a potential junior tag title match between uh, Bushi and Hiromu and Yoshinobu Kanemaru and El Desperado. So I am interested in seeing another match between those four gentlemen and also who else are they going to wrestle? Uh, the tag champs, I mean, because... Uh, there's not many junior tag teams at the moment, especially with Yo out and uh, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I'll, I'll take that match again. Uh, after the match, of course, Shingo and Suzuki keep beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah, well, they were they were fighting on the outside for a good chunk of the match too. Yeah. I, you know, I everyone fought on the outside actually. I, I thought this was so much fun. Lij does Lij shit. Suzuki Goon does Suzuki Goon shit, and everybody's going hard as fuck in the match. It's great. I I just, you know, I don't know, man. Like you said, it's kind of like an old friends returning here, where you got these uh, these matches that we haven't seen for a while, so they seem fresh. I'm sure we'll be sick of them soon. Uh, however, you know, it was a lot of fun, and um, I thought Kanemaru sold that pumping bomber really well. It's just a great tag match. We we did have. Um, Hiromu grabbing the mic after the match, you know? Did you did you talk about that at all, that Desperado uh, responded I, and all that? I didn't, but uh, I'll just quickly say, uh, pumping bomber on Kanemaru and LIJ win, of course. But, uh, yeah, uh, what was the uh, what was said? Well, I, I don't know because I don't speak Japanese. However, <laughs> it seems as if Hiromu was accepting the challenge uh, from Kanemaru uh, and they didn't issue one. Right, which is weird. Maybe they did on Twitter or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, for the. So basically, uh, Abushi, or Bushi, excuse me, and Desperate. Er, God! 
Bushi and Hiromu are challenging for the junior tag championship belt. So sorry, Bushi, you're getting pinned in that one, but that should be fun. But, uh, yeah, I think it might be too soon to take the tag titles off uh, the Suzuki Goon boys, but uh, I think the story here is also that, uh, believe it or not, Bushi and Hiromu have never held the junior tag titles together. Uh, I don't know how that's possible. I, my, I just does not compute. That, like, that's weird. That's as weird. No, it, it's not as weird as... Yoshihashi not having title for 12 oh, years, but it's still pretty fucking weird. It's, it, yeah. And, all right, the next next match I'll get into in a tick. We've got our same old fucking commercials here, and I see Makabe, and I'm just like, I would love it if Dreamwatch Saint beat the shit out of uh, Diablo Loco and just punched him in the life makers. <laughs> and uh, that's all I'll say there. And we've got our next match. We've got one of the dads back, I guess. It's uh, Tomoaki Honma. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi and the G1 Climax 30 winner Koto Ibushi versus Gato, Kenta and Switchblade Jay White. You see a match like this and you think, oh, Honma's probably getting pinned. Then you see who's on the other team and you're like, mm, nah, it's Gato. Uh, my one little nitpicky note here is where is Taiji Shimori? Uh, he's the uh, junior champion at the moment. I just notice I'm saying junior a lot and not super junior like yeah. I always do, Mr. Andy. I like it. I'm learning. <laughs> They're super to me. And uh, <laughs> Look, there's an awesome part right before the match where Abushi doesn't have a briefcase yet. It's just in like this folder and he does the ultimate flex. He stands in front of Bullet Club and just slowly opens the contract with this fucking look on his face going, oh, you want this motherfucker? Like, it's mine. Uh, that was an awesome flex. <laughs> that was pretty cool. <laughs> Kenta teasing uh, Honma is fucking hilarious, and then uh, then going after Tanahashi as well. So and then he's got like the air base. His Tanahashi likes to play his air guitar all the time, and uh, no, nah, Kenta doesn't play that. He plays the bass. And it, it's a fun fun little match up here with uh, Kenta and Gato. Try they you know they're trying to cheat cheat as best they can. But uh, Kakeshi onto Gato, followed by Kamagoye by Koto Ibushi. And Ibushi pins Gato. Uh, not too shocking there, but, you know, I'm all right with that. Oh, he needed a win. We got to heat him up, you know, so it's a good thing. Uh, but... Yeah, we got to heat up Ibushi. <laughs> he hasn't got enough wins lately. Right. That's hilarious. Well, um, this match kind of really is starting to put more and more stock in this, you know, possible theory that we've come up with here about that maybe it's going to be Tanahashi versus John Moxley at Wrestle Kingdom. You know, that's kind of, I don't know, man, the more matches that I see, the more I see them taunting each other and stuff. I'm like, oh man, wouldn't that be so awesome? I really want to see that. And as we said, now that we know for a fact that Wrestle Kingdom going to be two nights, Again, uh, early next year, you could have both. You know, it's yes. like the, the little taco girl going, why don't we do both uh, in that commercial? So, yeah, uh, you can easily have uh, Tanahashi take the, the briefcase or whatever, have his match with Moxley, and then whoever wins this match, uh, fucking Kenta's just like, oi, my turn. And then uh, there you go. So that, that I think that works. I think I think it'll work. It gives something for Tanahashi to do and Kenta, and uh, we get to see Moxley wrestle both men, which is 
this is just conjecture, by the way. It's nothing's uh, set in stone. For all we know, it could be just a smashing by Kenton or Tanahashi, and then that's all she wrote. But yeah, and why would they? Why would they put um, Kenta in a program with Tanahashi if they're not? If they don't have plans with uh, with John Moxley early next year, it would seem really weird to me. You know? Yeah, I'm but, I'm worried. You know about like his non-involvement with New Japan. Like I'm just I know he's just going to show up out of nowhere probably, which I kind of don't like. I want him to be there and be like a regular roster member. I know he's been he's been, you know, obviously he's got other things going on being the AEW champ or whatever, but I mean, it's just I don't know. I'm like worried about his relationship with them because we've just heard nothing about it and they've made no announcements, although I have been listening to the Japanese commentary, so I'm not I'm yeah, not, not up on all that stuff. So, having said that, if there were Moxley announcements, we'd definitely know. Um, I think they're going to play it by ear because America. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, you know, you're having a bit of Corona troubles over there. I won't beat that dead horse. Don't worry. Um, but he'd have to fly over, quarantine for two weeks do his matches, fly back, and, well, I guess he can just go home after that. But, um, but yeah, different restrictions, different countries and all that. Uh, I'm not even sure how they managed to get um, all the foreign wrestlers in for the G1 and stuff. Um, yeah, uh, I'm not sure what kind of deals and all that kind of stuff. I, I don't know. This is all conjecture. But you don't have a program with Tanahashi, but you can potentially having an American title match unless – there's going to be an American title match coming up. Yeah. Do you think, Luke, do you think that if there was no coronavirus, which, you know, we all wish we had that going on, I'm sure. But, mm. you know, if that was the case, do you think that, that AEW would have Tanahashi appear on their show or something like that? Would they help New Japan build uh, for Wrestle Kingdom? Or would, um, you know, would they just kind of keep separate like they have been? What would you think? Um, I don't think that something like that would have happened because uh, of Harold Meiji. Uh, he wasn't so keen on the inter-promotional stuff with uh, AEW and American stuff, was he? So now that he, and he he still would have been out. The other guy, oh no, the other guy would have come up earlier as well because Meiji stuck around to right the ship during the Corona times. Uh. Oh, it's interesting. Uh, they definitely would have used him somehow. I think they. I think he would have been at Dominion for sure. You know, that's, it's yeah, uh, it's not out of the realm of possibility for the AEW champ to turn up to New Japan with his title. That's exactly what Chris Jericho did at Wrestle Kingdom early this year. Right. Yeah. Well, do you think, Luke, that if that ever does happen, that then we'd have to talk about AEW on here? Um. No. You don't want to talk about AEW on here? Um, I don't mind <laughs> talking about AEW. I, like, I'd really, I like it. Like, I, I watch it every week. Uh, I've slowly started getting uh, charity into it as well because uh, sometimes, sometimes she likes something a little bit more story-driven. She got into wrestling through uh, Lucha Underground, so... For her, it's not always about like uh, people beating the shit out of each other and telling a story in the ring. Sometimes it's for her, it's also about uh, 
you know, fun, silly backstage segments and shit like that too. So, you know, um, I'd, I'd talk about it if you wanted to, but I'm quite happy just to I'm, – I'm more passionate about New Japan is okay, I pretty much you, what I'm telling you. I thought you would jump at the opportunity. I misread you, sir, and I apologize. It's just – it's just more work, man. I mean, you don't even watch it. So not only would you have to start w- watching it, uh, we'd have to, <laughs> to explain it. it. I'm not watching it. So that's not going to happen. But uh, but yeah, well, I just thought that'd be fun to talk about. But I guess I was wrong. So. <laughs> no, uh, look, I don't mind talking about AEW. I just not sure if I want to review it the way we review New Japan shows. Well, I'm always happy to talk about uh all, uh, all things AEW, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I guess some things AEW because uh, I do not watch Dark. Don't watch it. I'm just like, this guy's got a, on AEW, the main show, this guy's got a fucking 10-match win streak. I'm like, well, I haven't seen him on this show for fucking 10 weeks. How's he got to, oh, it's Dark. <laughs> he probably beat 10 fucking jobbers. Who cares? Put it on the main show if it's important. That's if it's fair. not important, shut up. That's fair. Um, that, you know that dark show started off as like a half hour, and then and I don't I stopped watching it like five episodes in. I was watching it and I was like, ah, this is getting terrible. And the episodes were getting longer and longer, and I think it's like two fucking hours now. <laughs> Why? It's too long. Yeah, it is. It is too long. I think it's also to give like some wrestlers, I guess, some some work and stuff like that, some indie wrestlers and things. But yeah, see. I just watch the main show two hours a week. That's that's enough for me. And they're always apparently this. Welcome to the AEW. Could see my my answer to you was nah. And here I am fucking that's going off on it. Uh, uh, that's what I thought. There you go. So uh, I do. So yeah, you were right uh, after all this. <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on. <laughs> all right. Let's do that. Uh, did we? Do the yes, we did that match. So now we, <laughs> we got Sonata and Tetsuya Naito versus Evil and Dick Togo, and I think uh, Togo has one of his best performances Fuck in New yes. Japan. Hell yeah! To date, he was uh, super fun. Uh, bumps like a mad madman. You know, he's he's really cool in the ring. I don't know if he's considered a junior or a heavyweight. Would you know that, Mister Andy? Gosh, it's tough because he's he's kind of a lifelong junior, you know. But man, he kind of looks bigger than he should be to be a junior, right? I mean, I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll find out here real soon when they start this tag league or the super juniors, you know, whichever one he's in, he's going to be yeah. one of them. And I'm glad, man, because he he's about as much a junior as uh, Shingo Takagi's a junior, <laughs> right? So uh, it is a fun match. My favorite part of the match, though is, uh, fuck, man, Naito, you know, Irish whips Evil into the uh, ring barricade, and Evil's bump on it is absolutely insane. It's almost like one of those flare turnbuckle bumps. Yes. You know, those one, yeah, but onto the ring barricade looks nasty and pretty awesome. I don't want him to do that every match, but uh, if he wants to pull that out every now and again, that bump, uh, I'm quite happy to watch it. It was really cool. Made Naito look like a badass as well. And, of course, uh, Skull End on Dick Togo and L.I.J. Wynn. Some of my favorite things uh, in wrestling are people that there's one of their special moves is taking a move, you know, like it's, I mean, you mm. know, the, the, or the easy exam, easiest example is flair, you know, the top rope bump, but there's lots of guys. If you watch them, 
you know, part of their move set is taking certain moves. And they always, you know, like guys that are good at that work it in without ruining the other person's move set. And it's pretty neat. I like that. Now, I agree with you totally. Dick Togo was on fire in this match. And I think, you know, now that I think about it, I think he's probably going to be a heavyweight. And maybe these kinds of matches are them kind of establishing him as, as uh, you know, Evil's tag partner. Because, goddamn, him and Evil did, like, so many awesome combo moves. It was, they were like a well-oiled machine. And that's really... That's the first time we've seen that. You know, we've seen Dick Togo wrestle, but just briefly and not really put in a position to shine. And this, they were just, they were doing all the moves. Yep. He uh, he had a spot uh, tonight in this match and he took it and he ran, you know, he ran, he ran with it. Like, this was, it was, uh, he took that time to shine, which was uh, what you want to see, really. So that was cool. And uh, I think uh, this next match, uh, I loved it. Uh, even though there's like two men in this match that uh, Mr. Andy does not like, uh, I thought this match was still fucking awesome. It's uh, Yoshihashi, Tomohiro Ishii, and Hiroki Goto. They are the six-man never-open champions, and they're defending their titles against Dauki and the Dangerous Techers. The Dangerous Techers being, of course, Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi, who are the tag team champions. And uh, it's uh, Dauki's pole versus Yoshihashi's big stick. <laughs> <clears throat> and I would say that almost literally, almost literally, I know that sounds stupid, shut up. But almost literally, Dauki works his mask off in this match. Like, you know, instead of working his ass off, uh, he's fucking incredible. Uh, this match is awesome. Like, the first half of it is is tag matches, right? Like a normal tag match where, you know, people tagging in and out. But there's mostly uh, uh, beatdowns by Suzuki Jin, which I wrote Jin instead of Goon. So it's mostly beatdowns by Suzuki Goon, especially on Ishii, because uh, on the backstage segments last week, uh, Suzuki after Suzuki Goon issued the challenge, they fucking found Ishii backstage and then beat the shit out of him and fucked his leg up. And... I will say, out of all six men, it's a little Goto light in this match. Uh, maybe you'll disagree because any Goto is too much Goto for you. But <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit Goto light. But that's the, the first half of this match is kind of a you know your standard heel versus face kind of six man tag match. The second half of the match, there are no tags. Uh, it's just two men. Beating each other up, of course, you know, with uh, the other four men coming in for saves or beatdowns and shit like that. But uh, it's Yoshihashi and Dauki. So they tag in for the second half. It's so cool. Like, Dauki crushes it. We've been talking his praises a lot, uh, especially before the G1, of, of course, because he wasn't, you know, around during the G1. But we've been saying, like, even though he was jobbing out and jobbing out and jobbing out, that. Uh, this guy's putting in the work. He's he's getting awesome, or an awesome and awesomer, and he just crushes this. He and I think like if this doesn't seal a deal and gives him a spot in the best of Super Juniors 27, I'm just like, well, that's crazy. And I'd say Yoshi crushed it too. I thought he was great. He works as a very vulnerable champion because you know he's <laughs> one of the losingest wrestlers in New Japan. And 
Everyone, people might say, but Luke, it's fucking Dauki a junior versus Yoshihashi, a heavyweight. Yeah, I know, but what I would say to that is Yoshihashi is a very vulnerable champion. He's never held gold before. He could lose at any time to anyone because it's Yoshi fucking Hashi. Uh, but, and I think that, that, um, that fact that like he's pretty vulnerable and he, you know, he could lose at any time makes it feel like there's a bit of a bit more stakes in these kind of uh, six man never open matches. Like, uh, is he the weak link in the team? Like, is he going to let them down? Is he going to triumph? Like, all this kind of stuff. I like it. Uh, eventually, after so many different tries, there's a karma by Yoshihashi, and he pins Dauki. And then uh, and then your worst nightmare coming true, Yoshihashi and Goto are just like, we want the tag titles, bitch, Gross. to the Dangerous Takers. And Zack Sabre Jr. is like, you didn't pin either one of us, dickheads. <laughs> yeah, that's gross. Um, yeah, it is tough to find out who you know to figure out who the weak link on that team is because you got Goto there too, you know. And I mean, he's obviously a very weak link. Um, I got a lot to say about this match. I thought this match was fantastic. It's one of the best tag matches I've seen in New Japan in a while. I know that's cliche to say and obvious since we haven't had any tag matches for a while. But man, this. You look at this night and you go, oh, that's the main event? Huh, okay. But man, they fucking main evented the shit out of the show. It was awesome. Uh, the, yeah. You're right. Like the match is built all around uh, the heat between uh, Taichi, or excuse me, Dookie and, uh, and Yoshihashi. And so it's all about them being left alone in the ring. However, the other two guys on each team also match up with their counterparts. So, you know, you got Ishii versus Taichi, and then you got, uh, you know, Goto versus Zack Sabre Jr. And that's kind of how they match up in the match. Uh, but man, it's great. You also heard a little audio from this match at the very beginning of the show where the announcers I loved it. Yeah, there's this like there's many times in this match where the good guys are on a run and they're about to win and then and then tai chi messes it up and all the announcers are like tai chi it's fucking awesome and that that happens in reverse too where the bad guys look like they're about to win and it goes on and on and on it's so good um I was I was rooting for Dookie so hard, and I just have never rooted for him ever. So that was pretty fun. Um, there was a part where the Dangerous Techers were trying to do the standing dragon screw leg whip to uh, Ishi, and fucking Goto interrupts it. God, I hate him. Uh, you don't want to say Ishi get beat up, do you? I mean. <laughs> You know, it's like, I mean, yeah, yeah, I kind of do. He's pretty good at yeah. it, you know? So yeah. he, he likes it. It's fine, you know? Um, everybody gets yes, in. He does. It gets their shit in for this, like, giant quintuple down where all six wrestlers are down doing, a, like, a, a typical double down, but there's no one to hot tag to. Typically in a tag match, a double down's where you get the hot tag, right? So here, it's everyone down. <laughs> It's really funny. And the two guys that are legal, which is uh, Dookie and Yoshi, they're legal, so they get up first. Butterfly lock and a sleeper hold uh, from Yoshihashi. Uh, but uh, Dookie counters with this cool, like, roll-up thing. It's pretty neat. Um, I don't know. It was pretty great. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, there's a, GTR, a super GTR to Dookie, and Yoshihashi proves he sucks because he can't even win on his own. 
Um, but it's, it's a tag match. He yeah, doesn't have to win on his own. You're a tag match. So um, <laughs> I, I don't like the result, but man, the match is fantastic. Highly recommend it. Uh, I think it works. Uh, if uh, if you had Ishii and Dauki going at it like this, you'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> if you had Goto and Dauki going out like this, you'd be like, what the fuck? But it feeds into the previous match where Dauki pin Yoshihashi. It feeds into like the story of Yoshihashi where uh, you know everyone believes that anyone could beat him at any time because that's usually what happens. So it, you know it gives gives me an extra added bit of suspense uh, for these six man uh, never open title matches. I quite liked it. It was it was fun. Um, it, I think. Charity put the switch down around about then, and I thought, oh, is this a Yoshi match? Yeah, she's on the Yoshi train too. Oh, my God. But, I thought uh, she was smart. What the hell? Yeah, she is smart. That's why uh, we both like Yoshi Hashi right know. now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's all right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, the G1, I'm like, <laughs> Kota Bushi's going to win. And she's like, good. <laughs> <laughs> So that's just like, yeah. you know, she likes, uh, loves Taiji Shimori, but, you know, it's all about the Kota Ibushi. But, uh, yeah, it, it's it's super fun stuff. And for a match that's carried by both, mostly Yoshi and Daoki for, the, for like, the second half of the match, it's still awesome. Uh, yeah, good stuff. I was thoroughly entertained. I'm glad that you're saying that was a good match because uh, it must pain you because of the two two of the men involved in it. I, yeah, so, I don't want to say it, but it, it was it awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. You know, I mean, and it's fun too to see. Uh, you know, we we've said this before. We'll say it again that everybody, you know, with very few exceptions in New Japan, can fucking go. So it's fun to see the work in the ring um, overtake the character stuff, if that makes any sense. Because Dookie, you know, part of his character is you don't, no one's supposed to cheer him because he's an asshole, right? So he can't do cool shit. However, in this match, they kind of throw that to the wayside. He's doing all kinds of cool shit, and it's just fantastic. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I said after the match, like, if you don't think Dowkey's awesome yet, uh, you'd be crazy not to think he's awesome now. He worked his ass off, bumped like crazy, uh, did some pretty fucking kick-ass cool moves as well. <clears throat> he's working so hard, his mask is coming off. It's getting untied. <laughs> it's slipping because he's sweating like a motherfucker. And, you know, he's he's trying to kick ass but also kind of keep his mask on too. So that was really cool. So, uh, yeah, good stuff. Watch that match. It's a lot of fun, everyone. Uh, so... Holy shit. Yeah. That, that, I know. That was it. You recommend that match, but what else do you recommend, Luke? All right. So <laughs> I've been a little high on uh, Tetsuya Naito lately, and a lot of people listening are like, why wouldn't you always be high on this motherfucker? Just go back and listen. But uh, I've been pretty high on him because he's been producing so many bangers at top quality uh, this year where – you know, like, he's acting like the double champion that he is, and, like, and that's how they're booking him, too. So he's awesome. And I thought, oh, let's uh, let's go back to about 2013 on uh, September 29th. It's a never-open title match in Kobe, and it's Tetsuya Naito versus Masato Tanaka. 
What? What? Why? This is it's been a long time since we've been back to the uh the never open championship uh initial title yep. reign. You know, we've covered a lot of Masato Tanaka's matches and some people didn't even know he was in New Japan. And I me yeah. be, me being one of those and man, we've seen some great stuff from him. We've always seen we've also seen some terrible stuff from him, so I'm interested to see how he'll match up against Naito. Yeah, uh there's some added stakes in this match as well. Because uh, Naito, uh, at this point, had already won the 2013 uh, G1. And uh, so I think it's a rights holder match as well. Oh, nice. Okay. As well as a title match. So there's added Spoiler stakes there. <laughs> I guess that telegraphs who wins because uh, Tanaka has never been IWGP Heavyweight Champion or made a vent at the Tokyo Dome. But that doesn't matter. Do you like Naito matches, people? Like, yeah. So check it out. Uh, he uh, so yeah, he is the second never open champion. He's not a guy. Yes, he can be quite vicious and brutal and all that kind of stuff in the ring. But uh, Naito is not a guy I usually equate with that title. So it took me by surprise to find out that uh, Naito had a run with the never belt. That's awesome. Well, we'll talk about that match in detail next week. Now, my re match recommendation is a weird one, all right? And it's probably one you remember and you're like, oh, I forgot about that. So, you know, we've been talking about Ibushi a lot. Ibushi's, you know, got all this stuff going on. And last week we alluded to the fact that Ibushi has this, like, forever contract with New Japan, but there was a time he was working there with no contract, etc. And I kind of wanted to expand on that a little bit. And I'm not going to explain this. But uh, because I don't want to spoil anything, but um, the match I recommend re recommend is from March sixth, two thousand seventeen. It's Okada versus Tiger Mask W. So uh, that'll be pretty interesting. Are you familiar with Tiger Mask W, Luke? No. Wow. Okay. So this will be a surprise for you. Um, That's not Rocky, is it? No, no. I'm not going to say anything while we're recording, but because uh, it's fun. Oh, okay. it, it's fun. It'll be fun when you find out. Uh, but uh, but anyway, it's uh, it's an interesting match that has to do with a cartoon um, that New Japan was pimping at the time, Tiger Mask W, and it'll give us a chance to talk about Tiger Mask a little bit. So I'm interested to talk about that, and um, you know, the failed experiment that was Tiger Mask W will be a good good time to talk about. So I'm looking forward to that. Oh, failed experiment. Holy shit, is he like a Captain New Japan type of dickhead, is he? Mm, you have to wait and see. That That's very offensive, <laughs> what you just said. But you'll uh, you'll understand when you watch the match. All right. Wow, that's... Uh, I can't believe it. We're, <laughs> I, just, I just don't know what to do with myself. Yeah, usually uh, we're just getting settled in <laughs> at this point. Yeah, so. I'm used to covering like three to four shows <clears throat> an episode, I think... Uh, it's going to be something uh, nice and short for, well, I guess us and and uh, everyone listening. But I guess it go, also goes to show how much fun I had doing this because uh, I'm just like, oh, we're finished. <laughs> but yes, the Max, Matt, no, Max recommends, the match recommends are back. Uh, of course, we got the, the Tweeties from the, from the man, the bread man, uh, Kojima, what the fuck, my brain farted. And we just didn't have enough time to uh, look around and get stuff for dramatic reading. Hey, uh, Mr. Andy, just to, uh, uh, yeah. just to ask, all right, 
Do you think we could find a translation of Jushin Thunder Liger's theme tune? Ooh, that would be fun. You know, that'd be fun to read. Because as you guys know, we do the Germanic readings sometimes, but we don't just fucking do them for no reason. There needs to be a reason. And I tell you what, Jushin Thunder Liger's theme song is one of the greatest theme songs ever. I, it could yep. be, you know, it's it's obviously like a cartoon theme song too, like an anime, and it is just fantastic. I love it so much; it makes me hyped. I hear the clapping along to the beat right now. I would love to know what it's, what it's about. It's great. So uh, yeah, that's a great idea. We can we can put that on for next time. And you know, just so you guys know, we you know we're gonna have kind of a gap in episodes uh, for like the normal like you know, live stuff or the shows that, that we're covering for live because there's not going to be another one for a couple weeks. So, um, but we'll, we got, we got some great things planned to fill the gap and you guys are going to enjoy it one way or the other. So uh, I'm excited to get started on some different stuff too. Yep. We teased a little bit about that at the end of the previous episode. So anyone who's listened to that episode might know what the fuck we're talking about. Otherwise just stay tuned. That's right. All right. So, oh, well, I can't believe it's, it's over. I'm crying. It's we only just got started. I know, but uh, yeah, I guess uh, in Gato we trust. Tai Chi.